Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario, that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittick, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. In this episode, I am joined by Mayor David Ryan. He is the mayor of Pickering, and we are going to discuss his perspective of being a nuclear host community, the good, the bad, um, and kind of what the Pickering facility has meant to his community. Good afternoon. Hi, Mayor Ryan. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. If you wouldn't mind just taking a couple of moments to introduce yourself for our listeners. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you today. And uh, I am Dave Ryan, the mayor of the city of Pickering. I've been the mayor since uh, 2003. Prior to that, I was a councillor here in the city from, uh, from 1994. So I've had uh, a lot of experience uh, as a uh, elected representative. Uh, but we've lived here in the community since 1985, and we brought our family here from Scarborough, which I think most of Pickering did. And uh, the uh, uh, it's been a very, uh, very great experience, and uh, our family continues to grow here. Uh, our daughter married, and uh, we have three grandchildren, and they live next door to us. So, oh, awesome! Uh, we, uh, we're we're heavily invested in the community. And Pickering has been in the light a lot lately too, with the closure of Pickering coming up. Um, it's, it seems to be brought up quite a bit in the nuclear community anyway, not necessarily <laughs> in the broader sense of the Pickering Generating Station, but I know we talk about it a lot in the nuclear community. So I'd just like to take um, the opportunity to kind of talk to you about what it's like to host a nuclear facility. Like, what does the facility mean for the community? Well, the facility itself is, how do I describe it? It's huge in terms of its presence. I mean, it, it is a very large physical structure on our lakeshore, uh, but it's a structure that we're comfortable with, familiar with. Uh, we've grown up with it. When the uh, plant was first built uh, 50 years ago, or commissioned 50 years ago, uh, we were a population of approximately 16,000 people, 16 to 18,000 people. And uh, today we're a population of over 100,000. So wow. we've all moved here with the full knowledge of, of the plant uh, and um, we continue to grow. We are the fastest growing community in Durham region. Uh, Durham region it will double its population over the next 30 years from 650,000 to 1.3 million. And the um, Kickering uh, will also double in size. And in fact, we are uh, planned to be the largest single community of the eight communities that make up the region of Durham. So wow. uh, the, the plant in and of itself is an integral part of our community and an accepted part of our community. What does it mean to us uh, economically? Uh, it is a huge uh, employment generator. Uh, I can't tell you exactly how many of its employees actually live here in, Dur in Pickering. I can tell you that a great many of them live in Pickering and in Durham region. Uh, and we have the two two plants in Durham region, as you're aware, uh, in Pickering and the one over at Darlington, which is in our the municipality of Clarington. So um, economic driver, uh, they don't pay taxes specifically. They have what's called payments in lieu or pills. Um, last year, for example, uh, we realized um, two and a half million dollars in uh, in pills wow. payment. 
Now that's a combination of what they give to the city. And, and it's based on the same assessment as you would for, for a normal taxation. So there's an assessment value, uh, a, a mill rate applied to it. And uh, the city's portion was just over 800,000. Uh, then there's uh, about 1.4 million that goes to education, but the city of Pickering keeps both of those. So we, we end up with, uh, with 2.5. And the, uh, then the region of Durham also gets uh, approximately uh, 2 million. So about four and a half million dollars in taxes or, or pills generated last year, as an example. Oh, uh, and then good. there's the whole the whole business of the of the spin-off uh, companies, the supply chain that is resident here in our communities, and the employment associated with that, and taxes and so on. So a huge economic benefit uh, derives from from having that plant here. In addition to the supply chain that I've mentioned, there's also uh, it's become the base for. Um, our, our economy, and we have a three-pronged economy, energy, engineering, and environment. Uh, so energy and engineering are spin direct spin-offs of the fact that uh, we, we are a nuclear host community. Right. It's funny because I know that you're familiar with the DGR project and you presented to our CLC there last month, November? I think so, yeah. yeah. And one of the big arguments is that, you know, this nuclear facility is going to hinder our ability to grow or, you know, people won't want to live here. And I think it's, it's incredible that Pickering has grown that much with an active nuclear reactor there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I find it, it's funny that people try to say that the DGR is so dangerous and so no one will want to live beside it, but arguably and understandably the reactors, <laughs> nobody seems to really mind those being around, which is, is kind of funny. There's a normal caution. I mean, there has to be. You're cautious crossing the street. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're cautious driving to work. So there, there is there is a level of concern that's genuine and, and appropriate, but it's not fear. It's an acceptable presence uh, and, and one that people are comfortable with. I can give you another example of when the, that tragedy of Fukushima uh, occurred. It happened right in the March break. Uh, now, as uh, you may be aware, the, the, our nuclear facilities have information centers and they host general public uh, events, particularly around a holiday like the March break. A lot of school programs go through there, et cetera. So they were fully booked. Fukushima happened. I'll tell you two things. Number one, there wasn't a single cancellation of the program at the nuclear facility. Everybody still came. All those kids whose parents had registered them all showed up. Huh? I didn't get a single phone call to my office. And I checked with our customer care department, which is our, our general intake from, from the community for suggestions, concerns, whatever. Not a single phone call to our customer care department uh, as a result of the Fukushima event. So, I mean, I, I think that speaks to uh, the fact that Everyone's aware that the plant's there. We try to make sure that, that everyone is knowledgeable about the plant. I mean, we have the KI distribution um, and uh, that was mandated, uh, and, but it's, it's something that, uh, that we embrace and it is happening. We've got the uh, nuclear alert system that is tested annually and uh, people are well aware of that. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's a level of, of uh, um, awareness and, and uh, that's appropriate. But yeah, in terms I think that's of, the uh, difference too. The difference between 
awareness and fear is, you know, there's even me, like myself, I'm an operator at Bruce Power. So I'm really familiar with nuclear systems, really familiar with reactors, but that's not to say there's not a level of concern. There are things that I hear about in the media sometimes and I go, oh, that that could be bad. (laughs) But for the most part, it doesn't scare me from going to work. Like I know, I know how our systems are different. Can do reactors are different from other places or, you know, a tsunami is unlikely to happen in Canada at our facilities. So it's kind of learning that apples to oranges or apples to apples comparisons. Right. Have there been any downfalls to having the Pickering station there? No, I I can't think of any significant uh, negatives. There there just haven't been. Other than, I mean, there there is this, in the broader society, uh, there is some distrust, uh, mistrust uh, around nuclear. I mean, listen, I I grew up in in the nuclear age. You know, I'm I'm a baby boomer. I was born just after the atomic bomb was first dropped. Uh, And and I remember in school with the, uh, you know, we were instructed on duck and cover. Yeah. Uh, and if you're in an open place, find a ditch. Uh, like, I, I remember all of that stuff. That that exists, and it's out there. And there are people that, without speaking to agendas or anything else, but we, we're all well aware of the anti-nuclear movements and organizations. And when you are a nuclear host, uh, you then become the target of those organizations. Uh, and, you know, whenever they want to make a statement, you're the one that is in, in the headline as well. You know, that thing in Pickering. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so if, if there's an if there's a negative, I, I would point that out as as the negative. Yeah, I would agree, actually, and specifically in terms of Pickering lately, I've seen it both sides of the coin there. You know, there's this, the groups that are very like, shut that plant down. This is ridiculous. Well, and then there's this new motion now, refurbish that plant. Why aren't we refurbishing Pickering? We need to keep it running. And you're almost getting it from both sides now. <laughs> yeah, which is which is very interesting. And, you know, looking on, the, on, on that other side, uh, again, it, it's another very positive uh, opportunity. So we're going off grid as a plant, uh, and there's this whole com- conversation around uh, decommissioning, what it means. You're aware uh, it's the largest can-do reactor. It's the f- first large can-do reactor to be decommissioned. Uh, <clears throat> and just how far is that going to go, and, and what's it going to look like? So I'm very proud that uh, the Canadian Centre for Nuclear Sustainability has been established here in the city of Pickering. It's focused on the uh, the decommissioning project. And um, coming out of that is an opportunity to create a center of excellence for decommissioning. So uh, we expect to uh, have people from literally around the world uh, come to Pickering uh, to participate, learn, and and expand knowledge of the decommissioning process. Uh, That'll bring a lot of expertise, bring, bring a lot of attention, bring a lot of money. Uh, to our municipality. So we're, we're very pleased for all of that. At the same time, understanding that the decommissioning process is a decades-long process, and a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, even people here in our community, as much as we have been working to educate and make people aware, uh, they still think that, uh, you know, we throw a switch uh, at the end of 2024, and uh, you know, a couple of years later, uh, they're going to have a beachfront. <laughs> 
yeah. uh, you and I, and hopefully most of the people that you're that are listening, uh, understand that's not the case. Yeah. Um, and so through that decommissioning process, I think there will be opportunities to explore other options for, for the site. Uh, we know that um, small modular reactors are very much in the uh, forefront of people's thinking. And the um, one is uh, being uh, scheduled for the Darlington plant. Uh, but I can see that expanding. Uh, and, and what other opportunity? I mean, we really don't know. We really don't know. Yeah. Um, as I said, uh, I'm, uh, I'm that generation uh, from right after the atomic bomb. But the things that I have seen, my generation has seen the evolution from uh, rotary dial phones and party lines to, to this thing. Uh, yep. you know, um, good old party so lines. What, I remember those too. And I'm not, that, <laughs> I'm not that old, but my grandma had one. I remember it would ring differently for the neighbor. Yeah. But, but the, the point is, so, you know, what, what opportunities, what, what do we see going into the future? I mean, uh, we're trying to get off fossil fuel, uh, for, for vehicles. Well, does nuclear have an opportunity into the future? I mean, can we see nuclear fuel cells? It's kind of Star Trek-y, uh, but it's, uh, it's not yeah. beyond the realm of possibility. Uh, and so I, I think there's a very exciting, exciting future going forward for nuclear in general, uh, but specifically uh, for nuclear host communities, wherever they are on that, on that uh, continuum of, uh, of uh, implementation through, through to um, decommissioning and beyond. As a nuclear worker, and a nuclear advocate, I can't lie. I cry inside a little bit whenever I hear of a plant being decommissioned. It, it kind of rips my heart out a little bit. Obviously, there's it's a very complex situation. It's never an easy thing. But when you talked about switching the switch off, it's funny when the pandemic started, um, there was that whole conversation going on about what is an essential worker, who does have to go to work, who doesn't, who should stay home. And the number of people who told me as a nuclear operator that I was not essential <laughs> I was like, seriously, like, we can't just shut the switch off and walk away from these things. Like we need to be there to monitor them. Um, but exactly. it is funny that misconception of people don't realize the people hours and the people work that go in to nuclear just to make sure that it is running appropriately. In terms of the DGR also, the alternative that's put forward by anti-DGR groups is always that we should do this rolling stewardship. Um, where we keep the fuel, where it is on the reactor sites, because we will always have operating reactors on the lakeshore. So I find Pickering is this interesting example now where we have like an impending shutdown. What do we do with that waste? Do you think that it's appropriate to keep the waste at every reactor site and just keep doing what we're doing forever? Is that viable in your opinion? I guess it depends on the amount of space you have, ultimately. But uh, let me let me let me just talk in terms of what is. Uh, we have a plant; it generates waste. That waste, as you know, goes into wet storage and then into dry storage. Both of those occur on site today. That has been occurring safely, uh, efficiently, and effectively. Uh, do I have a concern about it remaining there? No especially given the fact that, uh, as we've just discussed, it's, it's going to be decades. Uh, if, if nothing is done with the plant, if it is just actually decommissioned and, and, and uh, demolished over 30, 40 years from now, 
as long as those dry storage units are undisturbed, then I don't have any concern with them being there. There has been a decision made, as everyone is aware, by the federal government through the NWMO uh, to uh, pursue a DGR resolution for the handling of nuclear waste. That's the direction we're going in. I have no difficulty with that either. So however, uh, whatever the ultimate resolution is, uh, I'm confident and comfortable that uh, everything will be handled in a, a safe, and that's the key word, in a safe manner. Yeah, I've always, I've always been an advocate of I would like the solution that is safest. I don't like, I don't really care if they don't build a DGR here, as long as whatever they do is safer than building a DGR. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if it has to go to Ignace, if they decide Ignace is safer, I'm okay with that. If that's the safer option, I want it to go where it is the safest. I don't, I don't think it's a question. I, I don't think there's going to be a safer. I, I think safe is safe. Uh, and, and I think that uh, through the CNSC and the, the uh, nuclear operators themselves, that there has been a standard of safety established uh, that is enviable. I mean, it's, it's one of the safest industries in the world. Uh, and Canada, the Canadian operations have, have been acknowledged worldwide uh, for their safety record and their safety procedures and their safety standards. So I, it's not a question of which is safer, safe is safe. It's gonna be a, come down to a question of um, efficiency and, and economics. Yeah, it's funny too, worldwide, every country in the world is looking into DGRs. And I listened to a podcast the other day, I think it was maybe Roy Payne, I hope I'm not misspeaking, but he had said, you know, when every government is making the same unpopular decision because like DGRs aren't a popular decision yet. There's probably a reason <laughs> why they're all doing this. That's, you know, like the political game is usually to get votes. So if everybody is doing what's unpopular, there's probably a pretty good reason <laughs> why they're doing that. And I, I know nuclear is hard. It's hard for the general public to really wrap their head around. It's a complicated, complicated systems. They all intertwine and work together and I know it was very much ingrained in my training, though, as an operator, that an incident at any station in the world affects everyone, which is very, very true. You know, we're here in Canada. We still hear about Chernobyl. You know, Fukushima is still very Island. much. Yep. Yeah. Three Mile Island. Um, even the whip facility now is, you know, everybody talks about the whip facility and their incident. The industry takes that very seriously. They They very well know that, you know, a misstep in safety affects the entire industry across the globe. So the industry itself is not going to do something that they don't think is safe. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And then I just, I'm curious too, I know when I talked to Mayor Foster, we talked about agriculture. You probably don't have that same agriculture base in Pickering. Has the nuclear industry ever negatively affected other industries in the community? I know no. we have people worried about you know, not being able to get employees or not being able to, you know, maintain their crop sales and things like that. Has it ever had a negative effect on other industries? No, we've had absolutely zero impact in that way. Uh, look, that's not to say that um, there aren't people out there that, uh, you know, are going to say, well, I'm, I'm not going to go to that community because, I mean, that, that's a reality. There, there are people that don't get vaccinations. 
So, you know, it's, it's real. Uh, but has it been a factor? Have I ever had a business or come and say, you know, we've got a problem because the plant is absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then I guess the other question would be like, what about housing? Has have property values been negatively affected by the plant being there? <laughs> Take a look at the paper uh, and look at the property. Look at the property values in the GTA. Um, the uh, average home price in the GTA is now up around one point two million dollars. Wow! And uh, and Pickering is is part of that is part of that average. Um, I can tell you the house the house behind me just sold for one point seven. Holy and, bananas! Uh, <laughs> so i mean that that's a reality that, that, that we've got a town a townhouse development that's going in oh less than a quarter of a mile from where i'm sitting right now here in pickering those townhouses start at 1.1 wow yeah. i feel so sorry for people who are young and trying to buy a house right now it's a whole different podcast, but I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I'm just uh, I'm I'm very 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 lucky. We're established. Our two daughters are established. I'm worried about my granddaughters. They're probably 15 years away from uh, thinking anything about uh, families and so on. Uh, but still, yeah. uh, you know, where where is all where is this all going? So it it is it is a concern. But specifically to your question and uh, the fact that we are we're a nuclear host community. No, it has not had any negative impact whatsoever on property values, on business development, expansion or retention. It's it's all been very positive. Yeah, it's when you mentioned also being worried about your granddaughters affording homes and things like that. It's it's we've talked about that a lot to some of our members of our willing to listen group who have grandchildren say that's one of the main reasons why they are willing to investigate this DGR opportunity is so there are good paying jobs here in South Bruce that will last long enough to get them through their careers, you know, and they can, they can live and work right here and make good money doing it. There's no question. And, uh, you know, they, the partnerships that have developed between the nuclear operators, OPG and the supply chain and our local post-secondary education, uh, Ontario tech is an example uh, Durham College. Uh, they've been all very positive. We've had uh, courses developed. There's a, a synergistic approach uh, between education and, and the industry. And it's based right here in your home community. So uh, it, uh, everything uh, you know, supports one another and uh, advances the community as a whole. Yeah, I think I'm also quite biased, but nuclear nuclear projects, I find them really exciting. I think they're a really great step in the right direction. I, th- I think nuclear is important for climate change. I think it's important for medical isotopes and those themselves are also <laughs> other topics we could talk about because I could go on for hours. Yeah, and and I, listen, you could do it much more knowledgeably than, than I can. I'm the mayor of a nuclear host community. You work and you're trained uh, within the industry. I, I look at nuclear in the context of climate change. And I think nuclear is a big part of the solution, a very big part of the solution, if we embrace it. And embracing it doesn't mean just accepting the status quo, the fact that we're generating electricity. Uh, We need to look at nuclear and see what else it can provide in our society as a whole. Uh, You mentioned uh, isotopes. So we've already found medical. Uh, Energy is going to be a great big one. 
vehicle propulsion. Is that something that, in fact, we can and should look at? As a guy that grew up with Star Trek, I'm telling you, yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> but I mean, uh, not, not, not to make a joke out of it, because it, it is very, very serious. You know, I, I think that if, when we put our minds to things as mankind, uh, and we look, approach them in a positive way, uh, good things happen. Good things happen, can happen, and will happen. And I think that applies uh, to nuclear in a very huge way. I read the other day about how, I don't know how accurate it was, but how anti-nuclear activists are the reason why we got so into fossil fuels, because they were against nuclear. So they backed the fossil fuel companies. And I'm like, well, look at where that got us. I think I think that might be a, a bit of an overstatement. I think uh, Henry Henry Ford came along before Oppenheimer. So, <laughs> <laughs> who can who can argue with vehicles? They actually are quite amazing things. Yeah. My closing question, same one I asked Mayor Foster when I spoke to him last week. You know, like if Pickering were to be one of the choices for a DGR, would you have any concerns, or would you want to move away <laughs> from Pickering? No, I mean, it, it, it's already here. It would just be a question of, of handling it in, in a different way than, than we are today. Uh, and again, uh, reflecting my earlier comments about the, the safety of the industry and the operators and, and the, the world recognition for that. No, um, if, if our geology uh, would permit it, which it doesn't, uh, but if, if it did, uh, then no, I would not have, uh, I would not have any concern. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. I got us in in less than half an hour. Bullseye. <laughs> well, Sheila, it's been, it's been really a pleasure chatting with you, and I hope that it's helpful as people watch this and, and uh, become interested in, in uh, the project going forward. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another.